Welcome, everybody, to Dead Talk Live. Our guests tonight are Scott Ham Duenas and Kip Tribble from the movie Rebroken, which is premiering on demand March 27th. Guys, congratulations on the film, and thank you both for being here with us tonight. Uh, so let's just thank get you. right to it. This is uh, an incredibly good film. It keeps you yeah. captivated. From start to finish, you don't see what's coming. You're trying to figure out the characters the whole way through. This is definitely not a cliche film where you can sort of basically speak the next person's line before they actually tell them themselves. So let's get right to it. Now, Kip, according to IMDb, the story uh, originated with Scott, but you're the one that actually wrote the script. Is that accurate? Correct. Correct. Now, uh, when it came to the way that works, how, I mean, tell us how it works. I'm not really familiar with it. So Scott came up with the conceptual idea of the story. You had to turn it into a working script. How did you guys do it for this film in particular? Uh, yeah, um, this film in particular, Scott had um, an idea for uh, for a film. Um and and basically put put down some some stuff on paper and sent me some pages and said hey what do you think about this idea kick some ideas back over to him um we kicked that back and forth for i don't know scott maybe three or four weeks something like that mm-hmm. and um then then that the the idea for rebroken started to take shape a little bit more shape um it deviated you, you know a, a good bit you know it took a few turns but kept the core idea of what scott had there on the page and um, then he said, hey, you know what? Um, I've got a little window of time. you got a little window of time. Let's do this thing. And so I um, had a couple weeks to, to really, uh, you know, put my nose to the grindstone and uh, crank the script out and uh, did that. Kicked it over to Scott for some notes and, um, and to our director, our great director, Kenny Yates, uh, for some notes. And did a couple drafts and there we go. There oh. you go. There's Rebroken. Now, Scott, the film centers around loss, grief, group therapy what would you say was the driving force that you know inspired you to come up with this idea yeah thanks and thanks john for having us in that wonderful intro i'm so glad that you like the film man I that really just did. uh that really makes me feel good and uh yeah kit pretty much nailed the way that that this whole thing started um and yeah it kind of started with this idea of well, for me, I, th- I think uh, with it, it's so hard to describe these things sometimes, too, because we don't want to give away the ending yeah. or give away what, what kind of happens. But I recently just started having little ones myself, and I had this small daughter who I'm super attached to. And then I, uh, watching certain stories or certain movies has become really, really hard for me. And I couldn't imagine the grief of, of, of a father or somebody or family going through the loss of a, of a child or a daughter or something. And, and it just it just was striking me so hard and so like emotionally. And I, I, I got this idea of, of uh, like a, of, it must be like a Groundhog Day, living the same day over yeah. and over again, um, missing your, your child or missing your loved one, whether they're gone forever or just gone in a divorce or something. And uh, you know, start, take that kind of thought that I was going through and turning it into this idea of making an entertaining story and an entertaining movie. And that's really kind of how it was born. 
Nice. Now, Kip, the, the key characters of this film, I would say, are Brian, uh, who uh, is played by you. Scott plays Will. Of course, Vaughn and Bella. Now, tell us uh, the most interesting relationship is Brian and Bella's relationship. What do you want to share about those two? Because they are very critical to this story, but also very mysterious. What can you say about Brian and Bella? Man, oh man. Um, you know, what to say about Brian and Bella that won't start giving things away. You know, know. It, it, <laughs> this it's is a tough one. A, it's such a difficult film to talk about. You it know, it's is. like we're, we're good up until about the midway point of the film, and then it's difficult to talk about. But um, Br Brian is, uh, you know, especially when we initially meet him, he is he is all about uh, helping, you know, anyone in the group. He, he is He's bought all in on um going through his own motions and on his his level of grief is different from some of the others as he experiences it day to day in his work as a police officer he sees these sort of things every day that plague him so that's why he is there and he also is taking upon himself to really be helpful and you know you see him setting up the the snacks for the group you know he's he's very active and and he's immediately drawn to will um and and wanting to pull whatever is inside will you know out to get get him to open up and to to, to speak um and so you know brian is kind of bella's right hand man so to speak um and then you know bella as we come to learn you know has has some of her own motivations there and uh she and brian um we see their relationship is a much deeper than we initially had thought. Um, and that's, I, I really don't know if I can go too much deeper Exactly, than that. you know, you're, you're so right. <laughs> you're so right about this movie. And I, when I was coming up for my notes for tonight, the way I decided to do it is up until the movie, the story starts to unravel. I, I sort of tucked that away and based my questions on everything that happened before that. So let's, yeah. I think that'd be the best way to approach because we definitely sure. don't want to give away any spoilers with that in mind uh kip did you ever feel that the reason that brian gives for being in therapy is not on par with everybody else's exactly and 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 that was a bit by design um you know there there's there's a little something um a little more off with him mm-hmm and um also with bella you know there's there's such a mystery about bella and her motivation for being involved in this and both of those were by design nice. and then you know as as we also then dive in uh and get to know lydia a little bit more played by uh, the great nigel coro uh, you know we 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 learn about her grief which is similar to to wills, wills you know yeah. and that that's what brings the two of them together and then Lydia is a catalyst of sending Will along his, you know, discovery of, you know, finding Bond and then his path and um, his path. Exactly. So um, th those were by design. And, you know, we, we found those moments. What was really interesting with this film, especially and um, huge credit goes to Kenny Yates here, our director, is, is you know, once we got into the editing process, you know, I, d I did the first cut of the film and then um, Kenny and I sat down for you know several days in a row and just basically started ripping scenes from the end and putting them at the beginning and and vice versa and just started shuffling these things around yeah um and you know we would 
we, we would spend sometimes two hours just kind of staring at the screen, deciding where we're going to put this one scene. Um, and, and Kenny was, was really crucial in, in finding that those beats, um, and where to, where to just hint at the mystery and where to start revealing certain things and those relationships. A lot of Lydia's stuff happens later in the film, in the script. But now we see it's very heavy in the first act that yeah. sends Will on his path, you know. So it was it was a lot of fun in the editing, uh, frustrating but fun at the same time. <laughs> now, Scott, take us inside Will's head, which is a mess, by the way. Um, <laughs> how does he view uh, the relationship between Brian and Bella? What is going through his mind as he very closely watches those two and tries to figure what they're about? Yeah, it's um, I like uh, I liken it to uh, Will, who is a reluctant, you know, participant in this in this group. And I, I was thinking about it the other day when we were talking about it. And I said he he's like the um, the guy that has to go to Alcoholics Anonymous, but doesn't think he has a drinking problem. Yeah. So he's he's there, but he's not fully invested in this and what they're doing. And seeing these two. You know, it's not that they're ganging up on him, but he he definitely sees the connection and he's just not sure about it. He's not sure about Kip. He's not sure about um, this group. Uh, and again, like you said, it's so hard to not um, to to watch, to talk about it because we have to watch what we say. But yeah. and I hate saying that. I was telling Kip the other day, I'm like, I don't want to sound like that guy that's sitting there going, I can't talk too much about the movie. I don't want to give it away. But in this instance, it's really, really true. Mm. You have to be careful not to give these things away. But I, I, I do look at, at as um, because uh, as, as someone that's been in these groups before, there's lots of times that these things are court ordered or people are kind of forced to go there for what, one reason or another. And I felt that that's where Will's journey was. And, and it was. We ended up writing it that way into the thing that he's there, but he's not there. You know, it, it's it's. Does well, he want that to actually, sometimes he might want to participate. Sometimes he doesn't. And then, yeah, and then you start to think as time goes on to these people, it, that classic thing that addicts or, or people going through grief or people, is everybody ganging up on me? Are these people, mm -hmm. you know, do they have it in for me? Like, why is this guy such, he's like the, um, I I looked at the Brian character, like he's the kiss ass of, of, of the class. He's the kiss ass in high school. He's a teacher's pet. Yeah. And that will just sits back there in that silent, like, look at this guy. He's just like everything that I'm not, I don't want to be here. He wants to be here. He's, he's kissing up. I don't like the teacher and, and that whole dynamic. And then with her, it's just, it, I think there's a lot of pent up uh, aggression towards her and, and it gets worse and worse as these relationships start to develop inside of the, uh, in the meetings. And a great credit needs to be given to Allison for her portrayal of Bella. I mean, just the non-dialogue facial expressions that she gives throughout the film, she doesn't need to say anything. I mean, those alone could send shivers up your spine because you're trying to figure out what's going on in, in her head. Now, Scott, uh, was great. it intentionally left uh, ambiguous as to why will being in that group was court ordered because it's not really explained yes it's not really exactly i think yes i i think um i think we had talked about maybe diving into some reasons for it and then we just in these in the independent films and in this story i feel that we really didn't want to get so 
so, so like caught up in, or start drowning in exposition and start drowning in like the backstory to everything. And I felt like that the audience and, and that we were okay with, with it not being totally explained why he's there. Yeah. And then um, with the way when it turns out to be what it is when the film's over, I think then that also makes it extra okay that we didn't explain exactly why he was there. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, it um uh, I, I like the fact that, that we didn't leave it out. Um, you know, we, we address it in little teeny drips here and there when they have to sign the papers yeah. or uh, when someone mentions it and um but yeah, that I, yeah, it was it was kind of intentional. Uh, we felt I think it was yeah. probably too much to bring on to start diving into that backstory as well. Yeah, yeah, we 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 pushed a little bit on the the, the formality and uh, um, that he has to go through, mm -hmm. you know, with with the court ordered situation. So yeah. we we did we did play up that aspect a bit. Yes. And like you said, it does come together very nicely. Yeah. Now, uh, Kip, when you guys when Scott approached you with with this idea and you started putting pen to paper. Was it decided right from the beginning that you would play Brian and Scott would be Will? Yep. Is yep. that yes? <laughs> okay, that's cool. Now, yeah. Scott, the great Tobin <laughs> Bell, of course, who a yes. lot of people know as Jigsaw from the Saw franchise. Yes. Uh, he has a really nice size role in this film. Mm. His character is very important to this story. Uh, Scott, tell us how, first off, how you got Tobin to get on board with this project. Uh, we First of all, we owe him so much, and we are so, so very lucky. And um, that's one of the things, me and Kip are both producers on this, and that we, you know, we have experience as actors, and those are things we have some relationships with with managers and agents. And, and uh, Kip, I believe, produced the movie that he was in before. And as we were going through, like, a, a wish list of people, you go through your big wish list and then you make your little wish list of people that you think maybe you could get. Mm -hmm. And so we did, I mean, really it was the old fashioned way. When, when his name came up myself, I was like, oh my God, if we could get Tobin Bell, I would be so over the moon because I know he's Jigsaw and that's what he's famous for. But for me, I love him in stuff like The Firm and in the line Oh my of God. You know, you know when uh, I think of Tobin Bell, yeah. the first movie I remember him from is The Firm. Yeah, he was amazing yeah, in that. Yeah. And, and my and, and my favorite scene, I think, in The Line of Fire, I love that movie, is his scene at the opening of the movie where he plays the, the first criminal that Clint Eastwood and, and Dylan McNerby go after. Yeah. And I love that scene so yeah. much. So to get him was fantastic. But anyway, so we, we just really, we pitched it to his his reps and we sent them the script and we we, we put on paper like, you know, listen, we're small, but we're very professional. And we, this is a great script and Tobin would be fantastic. And he'd be treated with, and they got back to us pretty fast. And she said, Tobin liked the script. Yeah. And he, you know, he'd love to do it. And we were yeah, just over it, the moon, it, like we said, and then he showed up and was just, just like no shot, but the, was just such a consummate professional. He came yeah. in, he knew everything he was fantastic to cast and crew and he was he was just uh he was a dream man that guy was a dream yeah. and he was on fire on off book and just in it and uh yeah, oh, he, he, he was he was so great and and yeah. you just definitely want to give uh kate his his manager a shout out yes. um mm -hmm. she she was the one who really really facilitated it um you know got to know her a bit um on the other film and and she really um really really brought him in support nice. so uh now special it, shout out to her Let's yes. talk about the character, his character, Vaughn. Um, 
wow talk about a complicated person did you find kip did you find yourself when you were writing out his story his dialogue uh did you find yourself second guessing on which direction to take vaughn um you know second guessing might be the correct way to put it <laughs> um it it uh it, it it took a lot of different uh forms uh you know his his uh demeanor the the dialogue um you know it, it the, there's so much that he says that is a reflection of what will is going through mm -hmm. that is important to get on the page but then you don't want it to just be these lengthy monologues and too much exposition and you know there there was a bit more in there that didn't even make it in the film which we knew it wasn't going to um you know, in in that situation, it's you know you can you can always cut down. You can't yeah. cut bigger. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, second guessing, I I wouldn't exactly say that. I would say finding the right tone and the right direction in. So there were a few different um, directions that we went with him, and you know, then getting the notes from from Scott and from Kenny, and kind of sitting and dis distilling those notes and and um, with the with the right approach, and we finally found the right element. So it sounds like, uh, from what Scott said, Vaughn, his character was already written before you knew for sure that Tobin was going to play the it, role. It, 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 it was. Um, and um, it, it was actually originally going to be um, a, a female character. Uh -huh. um, and and we, you know, had we a few really different liked, ideas. We really liked Nigel for, for it. If, if, uh, uh, yeah. We were really considering her because it was going to be more of like the mysterious, like, you know, foreign like uh almost like a gypsy or witch type of character maybe and then yeah when we when it was made when we knew we had a shot at tobin like that kind of changed yeah and it, as the as the writing of it started changing, and yeah yeah we 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 had this lydia character and then um we started you know our eye was on niger for that and then that character started to take form um you know once we knew that niger was going to be involved we we kind of uh, built that character around her. Absolutely. Now, yeah. uh, Scott, with any movie dealing with somebody suffering uh, from a traumatic loss, a tragedy like Will is, it's you got to really nail it with the audience. You got to make the audience feel the pain that the character is feeling. In this case, your character, Will. I think mm -hmm. in Rebroken, the moment that I felt Will's pain was when he was so easily uh, willing to accept Lydia's uh, idea of maybe they're not lost. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because uh, mm -hmm. he, he really accepts it. And for me, that just shows how completely lost Will is. He's willing to accept this notion that he's not based in reality anymore. He's willing to accept the fact that when somebody has passed away, hey, maybe they're not passed away. Maybe there's a way that, to get them back. What are your thoughts on that? I, I think that's a that, that that's a great point and, and, and thought. Yeah, I think we all, when it comes to dealing with grief or somebody getting ill or something, it's the, it's the finality of it, I think think that maybe brings these things on because you just go through life and I think we all kind of think everyone's invincible and we're going to live forever and you don't really take that time to think that maybe one day someone that you love is going to be gone or maybe mm -hmm. one day someone that you love is going to face the prospect of, of not being on this earth anymore and then when it hits you 
or if it's if it's a slower process and it's hitting you and you're going through it like man this person might not be with me next week or this person was just with me a week ago it's i i think it almost then it leaves you searching like can i get are they ever coming back am i ever gonna walk in the room and see this person again am i ever gonna how am i gonna a text live? or yeah. a phone call and then if somebody gives you that hope that maybe there is a way and, and I, I, uh, I think that we are easily drawn to that mm-hmm. on lots of people. I mean, look at the world of, of people, you know, psychics, whatever you think of yeah. that. Like, it's a huge business. And it, it, uh, if you think that they're helping or if they're preying upon people going through loss, whatever your opinion is of it, it's it's an easy thing to tap into someone's loss because you want them back so bad. Yeah. that, and, and then the fact that you find somebody that has the like... Uh, the like thought process of you or the like the same feelings that you have about it. And it's like, that's the person I want to listen to and align myself with. Cause that's the person that's giving me hope. Mm-hmm. Not all these people over here who are saying, get on with your life or, or move gone. on. Or She's gone. She's gone. Get it. over I it. Want, yeah. yeah. I want these people that are saying I have a chance. So everyone can go a different way. And yes, will definitely starts goes that way very easily because he, he, it's his daughter. It's his little baby daughter. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And we, we purposely, you know, uh, in, in the scripting of it, had Lydia just a few steps ahead of Will in her journey yeah, and her process. Um, but the fact that they'd gone through the same thing and he sees, you know, her, he perceives her happiness. Um, you know, he, he's uh, like Scott just said, you're, you're in that situation. You're willing to try anything. Exactly. I want to be in, in the position she's yeah. in, especially since she suffered a loss similar to mine. Now, Kip, mm-hmm. I want to put, throw the last question out to you. Um, I really enjoyed how you guys took your time in doing the big reveal in the final act, okay? You didn't rush it, David, for the last three minutes. It was laid out very nicely, um, you know, as part of production and post-production. Um uh, for me, I don't know if it was because Tobin Bell was in this film. It reminded me of the ending of the Saw films, how they do the big reveal with the music playing that ties the whole film together. Like I said, I don't know if it was because Tobin Bell was in this movie, right. but it did sort of, you know, sort of throw me back to that. And I really enjoyed how you took your time in revealing the whole reveal. How was that whole process like, writing it and dire- and actually shooting it? You, you know, um, it, it's interesting you say that. that. That was something that we had never discussed as far as the, the Saw films. Uh, the Machinist was a big um, in, inspiration for this film. Uh, Memento, uh, you know, we didn't exactly mirror how they started revealing certain things, but um, they were certainly inspirations. It, it, in the script, it was, you know meant to just be something that hits you the last you know couple pages mm-hmm. and then that's it drops it on you and then walks away um and again credit to kenny to uh you know really building upon that idea you know in in the post-production process and in the directing and uh, directing of it um you know and and that there was again there was some more stuff that was shot for that ending that didn't make it because it didn't need to be there. Yeah. You know, we get the idea. It's just the right balance. Um, but but the whole intention was to, to have this mystery and this puzzle that everyone is trying to piece together. Um, and everybody's going to have a different idea by the yeah. time you get to the end. Some may be right. Some may be wrong. 
probably don't have exactly the same um, idea yeah. as what really happens. And um, and then it just hits you there at the, the very end and just, you know, and then we walk away and let you think about it. So that was the intention in the scripting process. You know, it um, we built a little bit uh, on that in post, but uh, it was it, it was a fun thing to build. And that was probably what took the longest was that that ending and building that structure. You could tell because, like I said, you it showed that you guys took your time. You did it right. You didn't rush yeah. it. And it really comes through on the screen. This is the kind of movie where you guys have to come back a year or so from now so we can discuss it after the plot, you know, right. you know, has has been out there for a while and we can get deeper into the story i want to thank you guys so much uh, the movie is called rebroken it is available on demand on march 27th it's still a month is a little over a what, month out. one one little correction is actually march 7th oh march only, 7th yeah. okay yeah they okay. so a little a two slipped in front of that seven there yeah. but it's actually march 7th that we're we're gonna Good. be wide that's a whole like you, you know three plus weeks that it's coming out sooner. So <laughs> exactly. check it out March seventh on on demand. You guys are gonna yep. love this film. I want to thank our guests Godham Duenas and Kip Tribble, who not only wrote the film, produced it, they're also the stars. So check it out. I want to thank our audience, those of you guys who are tuning in live, and those who will be watching this later on. On behalf of Scott, Kip, and myself, stay safe, stay walking. Good night, everybody. Thank Thanks, you. John.